Okay, now we're going to look at the barbell strategy. So what is the barbell strategy? It is a risk-adjusted framework for taking on investments, but it can also be applied to your life. It doesn't just have to be confined to the investment realm. Think of a barbell. Nassim obviously loves himself a deadlift, so you can see why the barbell is front and center of his mind. But tell me, what does a barbell look like? It has weight loaded onto either end of a bar with essentially nothing in the middle. So this is a barbell. But what is the barbell strategy? It's having drastically different weights stacked onto either end of the bar. There is an imbalance between extreme high risk and extreme low risk. So it's very simple. It's really not complicated at all. And I don't need to over-explain this, despite the fact I'm probably about to go on to do exactly that. It's not a perfect metaphor to call it a barbell, though, because as any of you who have been to a gym know, the barbell should be evenly weighted unless you want to injure yourself. But think of the barbell strategy as the uneven barbell. You have the majority of weight on one end, then the bar with vanilla, nothing in the middle, and then a little bit of weight on the other end. So the barbell strategy doesn't bother with anything in the middle. The barbell strategy lives for the tail ends. So the middle gives middle returns. It's neither too safe nor too risky. Things are too vanilla in the middle. The barbell strategy prefers the flavor of the tail. So let's think about this from an investing perspective. You might load, say, 90% of your portfolio into the safest, lowest risk financial vehicle available to you. Now, this differs for everyone. I'm far more risk tolerant than, say, Nassim Taleb, for instance. So while he would load up his 90% with US bonds or some equivalent that delivers very boring, but nonetheless safe returns, I'm loading up my safe side of the bet with, say, exposure in US tech, Asian tech, non-speculative commodities, cash, gold, and so forth. And I can hear you sort of correcting me while I'm saying that. And you're saying, well, mate, that's pretty vanilla. And I'm like, yes, you'd be absolutely right. That That is vanilla. But the point is, is that the strong, the 90% of your portfolio, which is the safe, risk tolerant part of the portfolio, Nassim's putting in the safest investment vehicle possible to him, which is the US bonds. He says so himself. And then my risk profile suggests that these more speculative, but nonetheless mainstream stocks or commodities, I think are more safe on my risk profile. And so this is what I deem to be the lowest risk exposure I I wish to make at this time. So as I get older and more wealthy, this will change, I'm sure, and I'll become more risk averse. However, for now, I want to speculate until the cows come home. And for that reason, 80 to 90% of my portfolio is filled with Pretty low risk, but nonetheless, certainly not the lowest risk exposure I could find within the financial markets. So does that make sense? Basically, if you look at the barbell strategy from an investment portfolio perspective, it is putting the huge majority, so 80 to 90% of your total uh, worth into what you deem low risk, safe investments, okay? And then the other end, now this is the exciting part, it makes up the other 10 other other 10 to 20% of the portfolio this is where you start flirting with standard deviations further and further and further away from the gaussian mean you're now flirting with the tails so this is the 10 to 20% of the portfolio that's either going to bust you or take you to the moon 
So this is the realm of reliability because you're either going to 100 or you're going to zero. There's extreme upside and extreme downside. This is the point of the tail investments because your wealth, your security is locked in with the 80 with 80 to 90% safe bets that you've made. And now what you're going to do is speculate with the rest of your money. So even if that even if those individual investments go broke, your portfolio as a whole is quite strong and stable. But the great thing about investing at the tails is it can is the returns from this small 10% exposure could blow out of the water the returns from your 90% safe exposure. So your investments here can vary. This is the fun side of the portfolio after all. So maybe you're investing in shit coins. Maybe you're investing in penny stocks on the South African Stock Exchange. Maybe your money is in speculative mining. Or maybe you are investing in a startup business. I don't know. But this is the barbell strategy. 10 to 20% is extremely high risk, high return, could bust, could also go to the moon investments, exposure. Then the other 80 to 90%, that's your safety, right? And that depends on your risk profile. And the beauty of this strategy is that it is very Talebian, if that's even a word, because outsized returns and outside losses are going to come at the tails. This is where your speculative money is going to get to work. So I, for example, I'm exposed to Bitcoin and so far just one shitty penny stock in Australia. It's not that exciting at the moment and I'm keeping my my eye open for big investment risk. But for now, that's what my barwell portfolio looks like my highly speculative 10 percent is in bitcoin and this tiny little penny stock which has the potential to 50x but it more likely has the potential to zero out and then the 80 to 90 percent was what i said earlier sort of exposure to us asian tech gold cash so forth and so by using the barbell strategy you're avoiding middle of the road and the middle of the road is not objective the middle of the road the middle of the road is according to whatever your risk tolerance allows my father for instance is extremely risk averse and would rather keep his money in cash than even put into bonds now this is partially due to financial ignorance but it's also an expression of how risk averse he is so for him a barbell strategy looks very different to mine his middle of the road is very different to mine. He would consider exposure to Qantas, an Australian airline, a very risky investment, while my exposure to Qantas, I've put on the safe side of my barbell. So I hope that makes sense. And I am afraid that I've overexplained it, but it is bone-dryingly simple. Expose the majority of your portfolio to what you consider to be very safe, and then expose the last 10 to 20% to what you consider to be very risky. The barbell strategy complements Nassim's idea of the black swan. Rather than speculating over vanilla, get yourself involved into the wonderful flavors of tail events and black swans, because it's either all or nothing at the tail. Okay, Nassim. Now, I was uh, contacted during the week by a man on Twitter who pointed me towards audiobooks uh, read by Joe O. Osham. And... He's apparently already read the whole inserto. Now, I don't know how I missed this. I mean, it's not on Audible. So, first of all, I'm not sure what's happening there. But for some reason, you don't have your audiobooks on the biggest audiobook distributor in the world. But nonetheless, it kind of makes my whole plea for me to read Anti-Fragile quite redundant, doesn't it? Now, that doesn't mean I don't want to do it. Because I certainly do want to do it. And perhaps if the lovely people listening to this podcast could... I don't know, 
maybe shake the ground a little bit and maybe we can get Nassim's attention and maybe I can still go through and read the inserto. Because why not? Why not? Put another voice onto the inserto. It's a totally, it's an asymmetric bet for Nassim to make. But nonetheless, um, I still have a plea to read Anti-Fragile or the inserto or, or whatever. But that dream has kind of taken a big hit after I was uh, pointed towards that. Other stuff I just want to say to you is I am writing a lot. I have other podcasts and I have an SEO agency here in Stockholm. If you want to learn anything more, please reach out to me. This podcast is actually getting significant downloads, which is quite cool. So it turns out I'm actually talking to quite a lot of people now. Um, So thanks for listening. Oh, yeah. And also, I should say, give me feedback as well. If there's certain things you'd like me to talk about or perhaps certain feedback you'd like to tell me, some things I do that are maybe annoying or I could do better, I am all ears and I'm 100% game. So you can find me on Twitter in the show notes or you can email me. But I would, uh, I really genuinely mean it. I'd love to hear from you guys. All right. Ciao. Oh, and Merry Christmas. Bye-bye.